Welcome to the World Outreach Podcast, dynamic conversations designed to empower our community as we engage unreached people groups everywhere. Today's conversation is with Nolk from Thailand. Nolk was saved through a World Outreach ministry and is now leading her own ministry of making disciples of Jesus in Thailand. Nolk will share about some of the cultural challenges that arise when making disciples and share her experience of learning to grow in love for people and trusting the Holy Spirit to do His work. Nolk is a dynamic woman of God and I believe that we'll be encouraged by the lessons that she has learned and her passion for the lost. So let's jump right into our conversation. Hi Nolk, thanks for joining us on the World Outreach Podcast today. It's really a pleasure to have um, you give us your time and to speak with you. Thank you to invite me. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you on this um, podcast. I know you have been part of the World Outreach family for a while and you've been doing a lot of great ministry and you're seeing a lot of um, cool things within your ministry taking place. And so um, we're excited to have this conversation to hear about, um, you know, making disciples, continuing that our core activity of making disciples within World Outreach and particularly in Thailand and how it's working. Before we jump into those items, um, why don't you tell us about yourself a little bit, help us to get to know you and your family? Yeah, um, I'm uh, working in the World Outreach Ministry for a long time. First uh, of my life, first time is in Good News Team for eight years. And I become to Christ because I went to the church to study English with Lorraine. You know her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I met John and I fall in love with him. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I went to church for a year. I listen, teaching, preaching about Jesus, about God, but I feel that is really far from me. It's like a foreign religion. And one night I have, uh, I had an asthma and cannot breathe. I lost the sleep. I cannot go to the school in October because that month is raining. So I pray to God and then God answered me, healing me, absolutely healing so I think, oh, Jesus is real. Jesus is true. I came to pastor and tell her that I want to receive Jesus. This is my story that I know, oh, Jesus is real. And I became to Jesus from 17 years by healing. Just pray, not believe, just pray. And just if you have true, if you true, if you real, just heal me. That's it. Wow. <laughs> and then, so God met you that night and then you've yes, been yes. walking, walking in relationship with him since then. <laughs> and never went to hospital again. Oh, wow. Fantastic. That's, a, except, that's amazing. Uh, except born, born my daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving birth to your daughter. Yes, was the only yes, other time. Yes, okay. Yes, wow. This is a miracle that I know God can answer our prayer. If, even you don't believe, even you just, try God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you and John have been married for a while. You have a daughter who's in university and studying and um, part of the ministry as well. Yes. So long. <laughs> so for a long time. Okay. <laughs> so you got saved in this ministry with the good news team you, you, during that time and you kind of get, um, had a relationship and been discipled by Lorraine and others. Um, tell us, how did you move into ministry from that stage? I married with John, and John worked in Good News Ministry. I want to be there. Finally, God answered me. I can work there. 
for eight years in evangelist with children and youth. Uh-huh. And then uh, after that, we worked in pastor in the local church for 16 years until now. And five years, first five years in the church, we just like every church, we don't know about making disciples, we don't know about church planting, but uh, 11 years later, we just learned that. And now we're just learning mm. <laughs> and continue so you, to learning. <laughs> yeah. So you started off with a more of a traditional church yes. method, building, yes. going, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me. And you actually still have a, a, yes. a traditional church from that yes. factor. But then about 11 years ago, you got more involved in um, church planning movements or discipleship making movements and the idea of making disciples and multiplying the church. Mm-hmm. What, that's been a quite a big shift in focus, how have you managed those two things, more of a traditional church and the activities of making disciples um, in a reproducible methodology? Uh, You mean that how we manage uh, our church and ministry? Yes. We make it uh, what is called unity. Our church will understand everything that we understand and agree with our vision and our ministry that we make our member to be disciple to go out and help. Like uh, we have more worker, we have more people to reach people in their province because this uh, village, uh, this Patum uh, Thani is a province. Is we have many many people come from north, come from southeast, south, uh, east, south, something like that. So we, we can send them to the village and we start a church and making disciples in the family first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's been a process of empowering your local church members to also become involved and do the ministry themselves and make disciples, not just you guys as um, church leaders or pastors are doing yes. the work, but it's an invitation and it's an empowering and training of them and, and sending them out and yes. them getting behind the vision and yes starting new churches and house churches within um, the different communities surrounding them. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. What is your ministry passion? We want to see in our heart. We want to see Thailand belong to Jesus. When we pray this, this sentence is happen. Uh, It's very loud in my heart. Uh So, but we don't know how, but we know, all Thailand will belong to Jesus in our life. We, we, we try every, every way, everything we try. Which one works? We go on, we continue. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your real passion is about seeing Thais come into relationship with Jesus. And, yeah. and Thailand is, is a big country, um, about 60 million people approximately mm-hmm. the very small percentage of actual Christians, even though the gospel has been there for about 200 years already. Talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges of making um, disciples within Thailand. What, what's kind of been at work there, cultural forces and different things like that, that's made it kind of more resistant to the gospel. I think we have many cultures in Thailand, even we are Buddhist, same Buddhist, but we have different culture. And the challenge is we, we cannot change that challenge, uh, the, that culture, we cannot change that culture, but we can put Jesus 
in their culture. And then we trust Holy Spirit to lead them. Which culture, which one of culture they want to continue and add a new meaning in that? Or they want to cut it or leave it? We just, this is my challenge because we cannot do, we cannot change their style, their lifestyle. But I think we should, should to trust Holy Spirit to lead them. Right. So there's a variety of cultures at work within Thailand and allowing, presenting the gospel in a way where they can hear it and know it. Um, and then allowing the Holy Spirit to work and change lives. How, ha- how has that been working? Like what type of, what are some of the challenges that people have to overcome as they learn to trust the Holy Spirit in taking control of their lives and beginning to follow Jesus? And they they don't call, they don't call to other God any anymore after they they have a good relationship with the Holy Spirit by by nature they will call the name of Jesus first for everything and then they can separate this is not do any anymore not not do in that culture some culture is really dangerous is not concerned about Jesus they leave it. They, that they know by themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. So within your presentation and bringing the gospel of Jesus to them, you're really teaching them to develop their own relationship and dependence on the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. Yeah. Because Thai people, they bow down, they pray, not because have relationship, but they are afraid. They are mm. afraid. They bow down because they're afraid. They pray because they're afraid. If they don't like this, not do like this, something bad will happen with them. So they do like this because they're afraid. But when he, they have relationship with God, it's different. Different. Opposite. is like a father and son. Something like yeah. that. It's not mm. the same relationship with their idols. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of the religious practice that takes place is more out of tradition and culture. And because they're afraid of evil spirits Mm -hmm. more so than an actual belief um, in it. And now they're translating that into trusting into Jesus and, and, and moving away from those idols and everything like that um, and, and developing their own relationship with Jesus and his trust. What is what within that how does it look for them to that change lifestyle? What are you seeing as people shift allegiance away from these other areas and into following Jesus? Uh, we see they love each other. They love their family. They change their life like women. They should to listen, husband, obey husband, not uh, say bad or say something like, like that. This is what it's called. Uh, people change daily life with, with relationship first with other people who are really close with them. Yeah, husband, wife, children, father, mother. Relationship is what is called reconcile. They, they love and forgive like this. In the family, change. This is the first thing that we, we see every, everyone. Mm-hmm. Right, as they become into more relationship with Jesus, the, the fruit is being born, born out in their in their close relationships, in their family dynamics, 
reconciliation with other people. And so that's, that's how, that's the lifestyle change. That's, that's kind of the fruit of the gospel working. Yes. And, and their friend, their, their friend is surprised. The people are surprised about that because everyone knows each other very well, but, but they see this change. Uh-huh. Right. And in this change, how does that, uh, the change lifestyle and the differences, how does that open up opportunities for sharing the gospel or, or does that open up those type of opportunities for them to share with their community? Yes, they have an uh, opportunity to, to share the, the story and why. Because the Holy Spirit, because just pray and my heart is changed. But God do something in my heart, something like that. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I mean, it's exciting to see them grow and mature. What does that look like for you? How, what, is it, what are you looking for to see the growth or maturity and the development of these new believers? What are some of the signs that you're looking at? I think about Mark 16, 17, that they have sight and wonder to follow them. They can lay hand six people to get there or cast uh, or drive a demon or something like that. And the fruit of Holy Spirit in Galatia 5, 22, they have love pattern, more pattern, more love. You, they can forgive and forgive and forgive again, something like that. The fruit of Holy Spirit is, will be happen in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're looking for their trust and reliance on the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. them acting and, and believing, stepping out in faith, praying for the sick and those types of things, but also the changing work of the Holy Spirit that's bearing the fruit of the Spirit that we see in Galatians. Yeah, that's really good. What, what processes or, or tools do you use to help disciple people? What what, what what does discipleship look like for you guys? Um, for me, this time is, I understand about making disciples not the same in the past. I mean, it's about relationship with them. Making disciples is, I give them question. I ask them, how, how much you pay for lottery for this month? Uh, I have, I have some question to 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 know how they respond of Holy Spirit or they change their life, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're you're asking, you're looking for demonstration of the work of the Holy Spirit working out in their lives and the changed lifestyle or the different mm-hmm. um, ways that they're demonstrating their allegiance to God. What spiritual disciplines or practices do a lot of, um, do you train uh, the new believers in to help them grow and mature in their own faith? I think when I tell story, my story or other testimonies from somewhere for them is make, make, make them more faith or have something encourage them to go forward. And in the process, we just come back to visit them two months, one month time, something like that, to listen their testimonies, their question, or we encourage the people who, who want to step more and maybe some, some problem with them or something like that. It's not, not like a meeting, not like a listen or the book, but 
we have chat, we have a call, video call, and we visit them, uh, stay with them, and listen, listen among them mm-hmm. to help help them grow. I think the making disciple for me is about what is called not we we should to go and and live among them. If we want to make Buddhist people to be disciples, we, sh- we, we should to become a Buddhist first. Because if we are Buddhist and then we can listen, we can understand everything about Buddhist thinking. And they, what, what, is, what, what that we, can, we can help them, how can we, we should to live with them first. And then we will know how to make them disciple. This is happen. Right. So you're talking about learning to recognize, to live with them, to understand their situations, understand their worldview, the things that they're thinking, their motivations. And then from understanding those things and understanding their spiritual felt needs and their cultural family felt needs, then, then we address the gospel. We bring Jesus into those needs and we learn how to recognize um, what areas that Jesus could really minister into their lives about. And then that attracts them into knowing Jesus and following him. So it's really about being a learner and understanding what's taking place in that culture or that place so that we can bring the gospel in a way that people could understand it. Is that right? Is that Yes. 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 Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think would be useful for people to understand as they're making disciples amongst Thais? Among Thai, I think when we talk about making disciples, in the past, I, I understand it's about meeting, it's about listen, it's about pattern, something like that. But when I do it, I try to do it all. But it, it's not continue, not have a movement. It's good, it's good. But if without me, it's not have a movement. But when, when I understand it's about my life, it's about daily life, it's not about working, not about, it's about love and sincere. I love, I, I love to be with them and I be a friend, just, just that I share my weakness. I share my testimony. I share every story that I heard that they can do it like this, like this, like this, something like that. And then they touch life with life. They touch my heart. And I think this is the process. It's make we are like a unity and we can cry together. We can laughing together. This is making disciples. And it will be have a movement after that because they see this is a life. This is real life. It's not ministry. It's not working. It's not about club or something like that. But they all, sister, sister, they come something like that. We are like a family. That this is a making disciple, insider, that we, we have a same uh, father, yeah, sister, younger, older, something like that. I think this is uh, important and is helpful with movement the the idea of really being loving and really caring for people and having real genuine relationships with them and and modeling 
this lifestyle, as you just said, is is so important to make real disciples. They're not just projects of people that we're ministering to. They're not projects. They're not ministry targets, but they're people that God loves and he has a real passion for. And we need to love and have that passion that he has for them and, and really meet them there and allow it to grow out of that. Most of Thai people don't like to leave. So if we have a document, we have a book or Bible too much, when, I, when we open the book, they close heart, they close eye, something like that. But I don't do, I don't use it. But my life is a book. You can open, you can ask me, and I do it. I help you. You can read here, read in me. Something I want to, I want to uh, teach them about love. I should to love enemy, love people who drunk and who very bad smell, and we do love. We show them how to love people like that, and then they follow me. Okay, you do like this. We will do like you. Something like that. We. This is a Bible. We are Bible that they can read, they can follow. Easy, easier than open the book, uh, open the Bible, because they don't understand, but they can understand our life and follow us. Easy. Yeah, that's really good that we are that living example of of Christ in us being worked out and how we live our faith out every day is an example, you know, of to others around us of where we are. I'm just reminded of that passage where it says, you know, where Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And um, that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to model your life after Christ and communicate um, his message of goodness and hope and love and forgiveness and invite people to follow you into that same journey as, and, and get to know who he is and, and allow the Holy Spirit to draw, continue to draw them unto himself. As a wife, I am a wife. So I teach everyone to listen your husband, obey your husband. This is the first thing that I taught them after baptized. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says, you are a wife, you should support and encourage your husband and talk good, do good with him because he is like Jesus. Jesus is our head and same. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> because woman is not, not do like that, you know. And, and, and our ministry, we start with women. A lot of women come first day, first night, only women. But after that, husband come more husband, more husband, because of their life, of their, their wife is changed. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fantastic. So they're seeing the outworking of the gospel in their wife's lives, and now they're attracted to it and to learn more what's behind these changes, and yeah. then they come into it. That's great. From all of this, from what you've been learning as you've been journeying, you've been making disciples, you've been seeing things taking place, what are a few lessons that you've learned that have been really important um, for you in this process? For me, mm, about ministry, about everything that I'm learning. I think learning, learning is very important because we should be learning from people, learning from that, that, that thinking, that culture, learning from them. 
I learn. I cannot stop learning because many things is new for teach me every day. I think is learning is very helpful to de- develop your your teaching, or you can help more if you learn some some people, some other people, and love, love and sincere with people. It's very, very changed my life because in the past, I think I separate the work, the ministry and life. I separate. It's not the same. I think, oh, okay, I will go to ministry. I feel like that. But now I not feel like that. I feel that, oh, okay, I will go to my family. I will meet him. I will meet them. Oh, I will stay with them. Um, so it's not work. I will not, not, it's not work, but it's our life real life, I think it's very helpful that we can hard work, we can hard, but hard work, but not what is called, not burn out, or because we're happy, happiness, and full of joy, everything like that, because it's come from our nature. It's Very good. Many good energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the integration of life and ministry together, that this is, is one thing. It's not projects. It's not another thing, but it's together. This is who I am to love people, to love God and to see him glorified through, through my life. That's great. As we kind of wrap up this one, what are you doing specifically to help yourself um, grow as a person and ministry leader? <laughs> I I should too humble <laughs> because my nature is not humble. My nature is not humble. And I'm not people who flexible. I should too flexible. I I try. I try. Right. Continue every growing day. in humility. Every day. Every trying day. to do- Okay, every day become more flexible and allow God to lead you. You see, last time we went to the village and we not not stay with them, but we, we have in the room, in the what is called resort, small resort. And I have, I want to sleep at that time. And the people call us, ah, we want to meet them. So, <laughs> okay, I will change my dress again. Okay. <laughs> Make up <laughs> at night, and then okay, we talk until night because they have something uh, important to 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 see to talk with us, mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> yeah, so laying down your your own needs to serve the those of the that around you and mm. John is very good. John is very good. He can ex uh, re- uh, what is it called when the the phone is at night. You can, hello, uh, okay, okay, something like that. But for me, my phone is outside. It's <laughs> not in my bedroom. <laughs> Very good. What, what are you reading or what are you challenging yourself with as you, to grow and to develop? I, about reading, uh, I love to learn and study from what is called history of missionary in Thailand and in other countries too. I, I want to study more about how they do it, what is success, what fail that I learned from history. And I, I love to read 
Karatea, it does Philemon in the Bible that they teach what they teach in the city, in the city and in the village, what they teach in, what happened, what the problem. And okay, something very helpful, same, something, many things is same with, with my problem. Exactly, we, we can find that. The answer, everything happened here is answer in the Bible. So I, 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 yeah, it's very helpful that I love to read a new New Testament. Uh-huh. Mm, that's very good. Kind of as a closing thought um, today, anything you'd like to leave the listener with, um, challenge them with? I think everyone has a different calling, but, but every calling is one same, one goal, to reach people to Christ. So we maybe we, we do something different, but we should to know we do the same the same goal to reach people. Just just go on, move on, and maybe we don't agree with the people who make who do a different with us, but it's okay. <laughs> we just do the same thing, the same track. Mm-hmm. Right. We're on the same team. We're all yes. here to make, make disciples. We yes. might have different callings, different methodologies that we're mm-hmm. using, but the ultimate goal is to make disciples mm-hmm. and um, see people come into God's family to see them saved and um, living a full, abundant life. Yes. Very good. Nok, thank you for your time today. It's been encouraging um, to hear how things are taking place in Thailand and how you're making um disciples there and we're seeing seeing growth and so thank you for taking the time to talk to us today thank you my pleasure thank you for tuning in to today's episode i hope you are encouraged and challenged by nok's testimony and her experience of making disciples in thailand i pray that we would all continue to remain humble learners who love people and trust the holy spirit to do his work as always we want to hear from you if you have a topic you would like to discuss or an idea for a future episode please email me the email is in the show notes we'd love to hear from you Thanks and God bless.